Alright, so today, everybody, we're going to go over profits being perfect. Um, very, very simplistic uh, um, analogy. Um, been having, like, a lot of bad nights lately, so this has, you know, been kind of keeping me up. And I've been trying to consult with Muslims a lot lately to lead them to Christ and everything, and they have a very different outlook. Um, one thing I've noticed about Muslims is that they actually have rules for their Quran. They cannot do certain things with the Quran. It cannot, like, they cannot read it at, like, um, let's see. They can't, like, have it in certain places in their house. Um, it must always be clean and tidy. It can't be, um, written in, um, so... They they basically treat the Quran almost as is the the body uh, the Quran itself is an idol. Um, you know they need you need to be ritually washed before you touch the Quran. Um, so. They treat the Quran as an idol, and then on top of that, they say the prophets are perfect. Then I started talking to a Muslim that said prophets are perfect. And I'm like, okay, let's get into this. So, in the, in the Muslim faith, right, they say the prophets are all perfect. And the first prophet was Adam. So, Adam and Eve, uh, Adam himself was the first prophet. There was no female prophets in the Quran. So Deborah, we can throw her out. Miriam, we can throw her out. There's no female prophets. Um, so they believed Muhammad was flawless in, in nature. You know, that was one of the things that they were taught, you know. Um, but the issue is... In the Hadish, um, they they explain how Muhammad lived and everything like that. And a very big uh, importance of it was Muhammad actually went against the rules of the Quran as it was being interpreted to him. In one side, the Quran says a Muslim person can have five wives, four or five wives. So uh, I believe it's four wives, but. Um, a Muslim person can have four wives, and Muhammad had nine in one surah and eleven in another. On top of consummating his marriage with a nine-year-old, which was in a hadish, so um, five, and then you have nine and eleven. The, the the math doesn't even add up. You know, there's nothing, and they can they complain about the Trinity because they don't understand it. 
but they say we honor three gods when we're really honoring one, and they look at the Trinity completely separate as a thing, but they're like, one plus one plus one doesn't equal one, but their wives don't match up. So, um... Muhammad, I'm sure, was a very intricate person. I'm pretty sure he was real. Um, he may have been a prophet. I, I really don't think he was, but, you know, if God made one other prophet to come after Jesus to correct the standards of what things were happen happening at the time, I you know, Muhammad could have been that person. But here's the issue, is that the Quran contradicts a lot of the words of the Bible. And when they contradict it, it's almost like they picked and choose certain things in texts that they wanted to keep. And then eradicated the stuff that they didn't want. Versus the Old Testament and the New Testament sum up together almost perfectly, but the Quran affirms all the stuff in the Old and New Testament, but they summarize it. So I, I kind of went into it uh, with them. Is um, we'll look at the differences between Muhammad and Jesus, for example, because they do consider Jesus a prophet, and they do consider him very unique as a prophet and they consider him perfect but we look at Muhammad killed captives in battle and that was um, uh, Ibn Ish Ishkat 451 I believe it was some thing but Jesus never took cap captives and he never killed anyone um, he encouraged his men to rape enslaved women in the Abu Dawud 20, uh, 2150 or Quran 424. Um, Jesus never encouraged rape, and he never enslaved women. Um, in the Quran 8441, it says, demanded capture uh, captured slaves and all and a filth of all loot taken in war. Quran 8.41 uh, Matthew 20.28 20, The Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve. Uh, in the Muslim uh, 41.31 uh, or the Ibn Ish Ish Ishaq um, 4.38, 5.95, 7.34, and 7.64 was never tortured, but tortured others. Now, we I did hear from other Muslims that Muhammad was actually in a rough state where he was actually mocked and went through a lot of stuff, similar to Jesus, who was stoned. He went through stuff like that. But Jesus was suffered. He was tortured, and he never tortured anyone back. So, the Muslim, uh, again, the Muslim and the Ibn Ashkat, um, I think those two um, are different than the Quran itself. But 
in the Quran 839 uh, and fight them until there is no more persecution and religion is only for Allah. Religion is only for their God. And then um, Matthew 5.44 says, Love your enemies and pray those who persecute you. Um, the Al-Tabari 14.40 says, Bless the brutal murder of a half-blind man. And then Mark 8.28 says, Heal a blind man. Um, Muhammad uh, in Quran... Uh, 30 uh, verse 4 30 32 and 2238 said Allah hates those who don't accept Islam John 316 says God loves everyone uh, you know in Muhammad I have been commanded to fight against the people till they testify that there is no God but Allah and that Muhammad is the messenger of Allah Muslim uh, 133 uh, Matthew uh, 2652 and he lives. He who lives by the sword dies by the sword. Um, Muslim 4206 is stoned woman for adultery. Um, John 8 for uh, 8 verse 7. Let those who sin cast thy first. Stone. Let those who are without sin cast thy first stone. Um, I mean, I went through numerous of these verses in. Uh, with different Muslims and uh, the, a, a huge difference between this is we learn that Muhammad wasn't as peaceful as they believe he was when Jesus was literally almost a pacifist in nature uh, in the New Testament but once it comes to the revelation this is when he's gonna take his vengeance as it says in the Old Testament vengeance is mine says the Lord so this is a good way that we can interpret their prophet from Jesus um, they also believe that Jesus wasn't crucified which means Allah or God took a random person threw him on a cross and let him go in there and before then before the Quran was even formed they had Gnostic scriptures and the Gnostic scriptures actually told of a verse of where Jesus was floating above the cross and laughing at the guy who was being crucified. So Gnostic scriptures paint a different picture of Jesus where it's her heretic. Um, and the Quran paints a picture of Jesus that was the same thing as the Gnostic scriptures, except he, they, they don't look at Jesus as, you know, evil in any way. So, one of the big things that we have to go on is what the Quran says and what their doctrines will say about the, uh, about Muhammad, versus what we have with Jesus. Um, you know, like for example. Um, the Saha Muslim 3309 and the Bakari uh, 58-236, Muhammad slept with a nine-year-old. Jesus didn't have sex with children. Um, the Quran 3350 says, married 13 wives and kept uh, sex slaves. Jesus was celibate. 
Um, main point is when we look between the differences is the, re the reason why I personally am not a Muslim, even though I do have a respect for their devotion to their to their their faith. I I wish that more Christians would be more devoted to Jesus and to God and everything like that, but we're not. You know, not everybody is today, and. Jesus was very different than Muhammad. And Muhammad came in and was a very different person. You know, like, you have to understand he was different in all natures. And even if Muhammad was a perfect person, a year after he died, their scriptures, which were written by men, keep in mind... It's not like the angel Gabriel gave him the Quran and then said, here you go, and you're all set, you know, bye. Mo uh, Muhammad couldn't read or write. So he had to go get his, uh, um, get his uh, vision or his words from Gabriel, and then he would go over to the um, scribes and tell them what was said. And then they would all write it down, and then he would magically know if it was right or wrong and then they would put the the papers on a shelf and then um lock it up and then they leave and then every time over the span of 20 years he would have this prophecy and stuff so they'd go back and rewrite so you're telling me a year after that they didn't change anything because it was a person that muhammad trusted even though Muhammad's trust in this person could have been misplaced. Obviously, if any of these things were here, and there's different um, denominations of Islam as well as the Sunnah, the Shia, and the, the Sufis, um, for example, um, all three of them have slightly different perspectives of the Quran. But they contradict Christians by saying, you guys have a million denominations. Well, yeah, it's because some Christians go by doctrines. Other Christians go by traditions. And other Christians actually read the Bible. So the infallible... Uh, the, the reason why prophets are infallible, according to... Um, according to the um, Quran, is that they were follow because they were conveying a message and they did not um, have the ability to have human error um, so when we look at everything that has been versed in here and keep in mind Muhammad Muhammad never was ascended to heaven not like Elijah, for example, or Jesus, or Enoch, for that example. Three different people that ascended to heaven. Enoch, Elijah, and Jesus. And when we have that, uh, Muhammad, being supposed supposedly to be perfect, didn't ascend either. They believe that all the prophets are infallible. Um, 
in in uh, basically in the quote, I think it was in the Al Najim 53, 1 through 5, but it, for uh, a quick summary, it basically says, Our Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, is infallible in all that he has conveyed from Allah in word and in deed in what he was approved of. There is no dispute among this, uh, in this among scholars. Um, you know, they did not commit major sins. With regard to major sins, the prophet did not commit major sins at all. They are, and they are protected from such major sins both uh, before their missions began and afterwards. Now I'm going to go in and and end this part because the Quran actually talks about Jonah. See, Jonah in the Bible was sent to deliver a message to the to Nineveh to have them repent. And when he was supposed to do that, he looked at Nineveh as the enemies. The Assyrians were the enemies of Israel. So, because Jonah didn't want to help his enemies, even though God wanted that, he said, no, try to run away from God, said, no, 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 I'm not doing this. And then God said, okay, well, I'm going to have you get eaten by a whale. Similar summary in the Quran about it, but they still believe Jonah was perfect. Because, but the same story was there. So as I talked to a Muslim, I explained, I'm like, okay, it says in the Bible that you need to be slow to anger. You know, it says in the Bible this, it says in the Bible this. And these are all things that they agreed with, with me. Then they go into it, and they're like, well, Jonah repented, so he, he's absolved. You know, I'm like, I have no issues with a prophet repenting. But to say he's perfect is contradicting what the Quran or what the Bible is saying. You're not listening to what they're doing. You're not seeing that there was no such thing as a perfect prophet. So, Jonah wasn't perfect. Moses killed a guy before he was a prophet. Um, he ended up uh, being chosen by God. Went you know, and served God the best he could, but he was very quick to anger, he broke the Ten Commandments, and he, um, was told not to smash a rock, or, um, and then he ended up doing that anyway, and God was like, don't you listen to me? <laughs> you know? So, you had Moses being the most humble and one of the most favored of the prophets, but he still was not perfect. Um... You know, uh, so in, in various different articles, we even look at Samson, which was a judge. But Samson, um, for example, he was a very lustful person, you know. Uh, King David, adulterer and murderer. King Solomon had over a thousand wives, you know. So we go into this and we're starting to understand that there is fallibility in the prophets. The prophethood are not perfect, they were chosen by God for their devotion. God formed them so they could deliver a message, but they're still born, you know? And then we have Jesus that came and was 
absolutely without sin. He walked, was perfect, didn't, you know, abstained from anything he was not supposed to do. He was probably, he was tempted numerous times. He denied the temptations. And still continued to go forward. And as the prophecy of Isaiah stated, it was fulfilled in the New Testament. However, they contradict that prophecy by saying Jesus in the Quran, saying Jesus wasn't crucified and he's not the Son of God. Even though they believe the same story that God or Allah took a spirit, a part of his spirit, put it into Mary, and Mary gave birth to Jesus. But from God and Mary, Jesus is not the Son of God. He's just a prophet that was very special. Now, they do go more in-depth with Jesus in the Quran, in his childhood and stuff, than the Bible does. That's very, it's, I found that very interesting, but... Again, they they don't tell you the full truth about what the Bible states. On top of that, there's numerous historical events that say, you know, explain different things, archaeological events that have this. So, even if we don't have Jesus' body, what they do say is that Jesus did ascend to heaven. And he's, one, he's in one of the five heavens, or seven heavens, something like that. Um, but as there, as he's in heaven, you know, he will come back and he will reign on earth, the same as this says in Revelation. The only difference is, is they believe Jesus will die in 40 years, versus it says that Jesus is going to rule on earth for a thousand years. So... There is contradictions in this. There's a, a big mix with the Quran and the Bible, and this seems to be why we're at hand. But the prophets have made a lot of mistakes. See, humans themselves, we are not perfect. We, we have our own standards. We judge people right or wrong. We, uh, God has his own standards, which he judges us, but we don't have the authority to judge other people based on specific, con con being condemning somebody. We can judge people based on correction according to the Bible. Um, and not one human can ever measure up to God's standards, and not even the angels can really do that, because... We already have the fall in Genesis 6, and that is confirmed throughout um, the New Testament too, include, uh, saying that the time are going to be the days of Noah, and then on top of that going into Jude. And then Satan being uh, a fallen angel himself. Now that's another difference in the Quran, is that they don't believe there's such thing as fallen angels. They don't even believe Satan was an angel. They believe he was a jinn, uh, a being made of fire that's invisible in a parallel um, reality to us. Um,
like I said, you know, we have had prophets that lied. We have um, two prophets gave personal advice and opinions that were dangerously wrong. You had a prophet that deliberately contradicted God's word. Um, you had a prophet that uh, a prophet thought that another prophet was allowed to contradict God's word. Uh, a prophet worshipped an angel and then worshipped another prophet. Um, you know, uh, even when I, I, I explained that Noah got drunk once uh, in the Bible, the the Muslims got, uh, a Muslim I was talking to got really mad about that, saying, I don't believe that. I'm like, well, you don't have to believe it. It's in the Bible, you know. You have to realize Noah came from Mesopotamia. Mesopotamia actually had, like, creations of alcohol at the time. And he grew up there, so he would that would have been a part of his his custom to know how to do this, which is why he probably knew how to make a vineyard. And even throughout the New, uh, Old Testament, Noah made a vineyard. Uh, Solomon, as a kid, was in a vineyard. So we we look at this and we understand that this was part of customs. You know. Um, and that was also before the, you know, the Torah was actually written when Noah was around. So it was before then. Um, so when we look at a lot of the fallibilities of the prophets, um, even looking at like various other religions and doctrines and stuff, we understand that you know there was even Abraham did things that were against what God wanted, and he was one of God's favored. You know, so. When I explain this, there's no disrespect to the prophets of the Bible. I love each and every prophet, you know, because each and every prophet has brought God's word to us. Without them, we would not have the uh, the complete Bible that we have today. We wouldn't have the word of God because through these prophets, they spoke for God. Were they perfect? No, but this is the beauty about the Bible is we have the historical account of what happened to them. The Quran doesn't really explain everything. They summarize little bits and pieces of the Bible, and they pick and choose which ones that they decide to do. I asked um, one of the Muslims, do you guys know about Jeremiah? They don't even have him as a prophet. But it literally says in the Bible... Jeremiah was formed in the womb to be a prophet among the nations. So they don't have all the prophets either. Is Are Muslims bad people? No. Are Muslims evil? No. What is good and what is evil um, based in, you know, in like the Muslim cultures and stuff? 
Muslims are really good people. A lot of them I talk to are amazing to talk to, and they're very kind and they're considerate. At least the Sunnis are. Um, the I've talked to a couple Shia Muslims, and they either are against their religion, or they believe in their religion and they will not look at anything else. They're very indoctrinated with it. So, and the Shias also came out after the Sunnis. The Sunnis were the first Muslims, as much as the Shias won't, won't admit it. But the Shias are also the more strict ones than the, the Sunnis. So, <coughs> as we elevate this to come to a close, are the prophets perfect? No. Are they held to a higher standard than us? Yes. But in the same res respect, in regards, the prophets were set to do a specific thing for God since they were born. To deliver a message. And I believe even with their imperfections, that they completely tried to obey God the best they could and give their entire life to the Lord. Through that, um, Jesus, you know, came and he did what he did. He was perfect in every nature. And um, we should bless him every day. If you're ready to become and take uh, Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please go, go through the episodes, find the sinner's prayer, recite it. And uh, if you have any questions or concerns, you can email me at ministermartyr at gmail.com. Thank you. Bye.